You are Locked On Rockies, your daily Colorado Rockies podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On Rockies fans, welcome into the Locked On Rockies podcast for today, the 8th day of October. Off yesterday as I was out in the wilderness camping and got back and honestly, I was just super gassed. So, but we're back in action with a great podcast today. Uh, I'm going to talk about something I call the gold standard now. And of course, that's a term we've heard for for a lot of things, but I'll explain that more. We're also going to talk about a, a really important piece of of, uh, of, of of a player's game that Purple Row talked about as well. Evan Lang has a piece uh, there over on Purple Row we're going to talk about, and we're going to look a little bit at some of the playoff matchups. And here, I believe, from an insider, Locked On has a great MLB insider, Gordon Beckham uh, is the insider there. He also is with Kim Becker, and they are going to talk about the uh, Giants and Dodgers series uh, coming up, and they will be bringing us some great insider looks uh, throughout the postseason as well. So we're going to be checking in from them and uh, hearing from them as well here during the show. But today's episode, of course, is your first listen. Thank you for making Locked On Rockies your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. And today's episode of Locked On Rockies is brought to you by Spotify Greenroom. You can join me on Spotify Greenroom when we go live, usually on Saturdays. So you can join us then when we'll talk a little bit about the Rockies, probably a little bit about the uh, playoff situation as well. Uh, folks, but I'm going to start today's show with what is the, what I'm calling the gold standard now. And the gold standard is the Giants and the Dodgers. And as simple as that is, this is what the Rockies have to look at now. I mean, not only, I, I, I didn't want to, I didn't think I would, but as I watched a little bit more, as I've seen some hype, it's pretty cool the Dodgers and the Giants are playing. These are historic franchises. These are franchises with, with history of success, and they mean a lot with, with, with passionate fans. But they're also in the same division as the Rockies. If you are the Rockies, not only the players, but you, the front office, everyone down to the stadium attendance, uh, you know, attendance there are looking at what is now the gold standard, especially in the NL West, and it's these two teams. And when you look at these two teams and, and you look at what they do and look what they do successfully, how they're run, their practices, the Rockies have a lot to learn. The Rockies have a long way to go till they, they can get to that gold standard. And that's just not that you can't take away the fact that they're two California teams. They get the benefit of that. But the bigger the bigger picture, I think, to focus on is what San Francisco has done this year defying all expectations, taking uh, taking pitters and players and, and, and bringing new life and, and new energy into them and, and bringing them back to their, their highest of caliber of play on top of making moves. That's what I think the, the, the Rockies front office and what the Rockies need to take away and understand from the gold standard of the NL West is you have to be willing to make moves. Even the, though the Padres, it didn't work out, they also were willing to make moves and saw some form of success. They were treated with better success than they've seen in the past. You have to see these things. You have to realize these things. And you have to understand that these are the people you have to compete with. So what are, you know, honestly... With the two signings the Rockies already made, that's already a good start. That's already more aggressive than we've seen. But this is what we this is what we're talking about. This is what we wanted to see. This is what we want to see from the new era of 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 Bill Schmidt, the new era of Rockies baseball. How are the Rockies going to get to this level? Because good there's a good chance this isn't the last time these two teams match up in the playoffs. 
I mean, there's a really good chance, I think. I mean, these two teams, no two teams have matched up over with 105 wins. I mean, these are juggernauts, folks. These are not just, you know, they're not just good teams. They are great teams. They are great teams from the top down. This is now, like I said, that is the standard in the NL West right now. And when you look at the Rockies and when you compare that to them, they're just not on the you. They're just not on the same wavelengths. You need that's what I that you know with all the criticism, all the talk. This is where you have to. This is what you have to compare the Rockies to now, because they're in your division. No matter, I mean, even with one of these teams loses, it doesn't matter. These two teams were easily the be, the best teams in baseball. The Dodgers, the Giants are, I would say, the best teams in baseball. The Rays probably behind that, and the Astros as well. But the Rays and the Astros didn't win 105 games each while having to match up with the Giants and the Padres. They played the Rockies and the Diamondbacks a lot, too. I mean, that's a factor, but the Rockies were good at home. This is just what we have to understand. This is what we have to expect. I mean, if the Giants and the Dodgers are going to be 100-win teams, it's not going to be sustainable forever, sure. But if they're going to, I mean, the, the Dodgers have won the division eight years, or, you know, until this year, the Dodgers won the division eight years in a row. The Giants made it to wild card games and then made it to World Series and won World Series. Those two teams are, you have to start looking at them, not only as just your competitors, but what are they doing that's better than you? What are the Giants and the Dodgers doing that's better than the Rockies? And it's not just spending more money. That is a factor, yes. I'm not we, we we can't neglect that. But this is what when this just circles back to my whole big issue with the mindset of what the Rockies are in terms of a destination, a place to play baseball. You have to make Colorado enticing for players to come play because it can be. It has to be an exciting place for offensive play offensive focused players to come because it's an offensive it should be an offensive focused team right now because you have the pitching, you have the development, you have uh, you, you, you've, you've figured out that there are ways to pitch for success at Coors Field. There is enough to know from the good parts of this rotation that you can learn and take what you've learned from the pitchers and not only keep those pitchers involved that you have and those pieces that you have, but see what can translate to success for other pitchers. But Coors Field, is, you don't have to work as hard to make it an exciting place for offensive-focused players to come, and that's why I want the Rockies to embrace that, and that's why I want the Rockies to be more like the Giants and the Dodgers and go after some free agents, go after some big names, get in Evan Longoria. Evan Longoria was, was all, by all accounts, washed. Now he's incredible again. I mean, Buster Posey's always been good, I, you know, even with some down years. But Buster Posey might be one of the best baseball players we've ever seen. Uh, but that's what I'm regardless you need to do the you need to make the moves you need to make it enticing you need to make it exciting you need to go and trade for a Chris Bryant when you have the competitive windows that's why I'm I'm, I'm saying this it, you know it doesn't make as much sense this year but then when you look at it if the Rockies acted like the Giants or the Dodgers on the trade deadline a couple of years ago in the competitive window, if they made the moves in the offseason, you know, I do legitimately, I don't think the Rockies are 100-win teams with four Cy Youngs and multiple Hall of Famers on on their team uh, uh, like the Dodgers have, but I think they all, but I think they 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 change their mindset, they develop, and they they realize that, wow, people do want to come and play in Colorado when, in, when they're competitive, when it's going right. They, they don't want to just, you know, it doesn't need to just be a wait and draft. 
You need to take flyers. You need to take chances, and you need to give people opportunities to play at the big league level, and that's what the Giants and Dodgers do. And that's why I'm hoping Connor Joe works out. C.J. Crone worked out. I mean, there is possibles here. That I just You need to look at why those teams are so, so good, and it's not just because of, oh, we draft and develop. We're the Rockies. We do this. You have to be willing to change, too. You have to change your mind. Because if you don't change your mind, if you don't fix some things, how are we? How are you going to keep pace with the Giants and the Dodgers? And let's just not forget that the Gi- the Padres are much more aggressive on, on getting names and free agents as well. The rep of the Padres probably taking a bit of a, a, a hit here with, with everything with this last season. But still, Colorado can be a great place for people to play. It should be an exciting place for people, especially hitters, to come play. And that's why I want them to go and have that mindset. I want them to reach the gold standard of the Giants and the Dodgers because we can't stop comparing the Rockies to the Giants and the Dodgers ever because they're in the same division. And right now, you're seeing that divide. You're seeing that gap. You're seeing why you're seeing why the Dodgers and the Giants are in the situation that they are in again and again and again. And you're seeing why the Rockies are in the situation that they found themselves in on the losing side again and again. And again, you have to be willing to take risks because you're not going to catch those that do take risks if you don't. You will not reach the gold standard of the NL West if you continue to not try to do what they do well. To you don't have to just replicate it. You have to find it in your way. Sure, it's not not and not the same thing doesn't work for every team, but what's working right now isn't working for the Rockies and there's a lot to learn from all these other teams and two of them are in your division two of the best people to learn from are in your division and granted you're not going to be able to make your division rivals just immediately like yeah we're in let's you know we're going to help the Rockies but you you play them enough you have enough experience you interact you're around them enough to see what's working you can have enough conversations in there to help you get better the Rockies are can be, become a better team because of the division they're in, but that means they have to up it up. They have to raise their standards. They have to raise up to the gold standard. Maybe one day. I mean, again, I I, I don't want to get too too down on on as as much of the rant that I went on with with earlier this week with the, with the GM hire. This is another opportunity for the. I mean, this is it, it, it's a new chapter, and I'm just I'm just hoping that that new chapter does come with new mindsets. And some of that stuff that we heard early on didn't give the idea that that was the case. But we'll see. We will see, folks. One thing we have to see more about as well, and it might be an interesting situation, is where Rymel Tapia fits in and his issue with hitting ground balls. We're going to go head over uh, to Purple Row and talk about this uh, great article high, uh, from Evan Lang that's uh, on uh, Purple Row today. Rymel Tapia has a ground ball problem. But before we dive into that, got to tell you about some of our great sponsors, including the best-tasting protein bar ever, and that is Built Bar. It's got so many delicious flavors, and they are awesome, I'm telling you. Coconut, the Cherry Barcia, the Raspberry, the Mint Brownie, Double Chocolate, Salted Caramel, Strawberry, Orange, Cookies and Cream, 
and German chocolate. My favorite flavor, that German chocolate is sneaking up there. I always say the chocolate ones are my favorite because that is true. I love anything with chocolate, but that German chocolate really hits the spot. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, but they're healthy too. Check out the macros here. 17 to 18 grams of protein. Calories ranging from 130 to 180. Only four to five grams of sugar and only four to five grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15. That is promo code LOCKED15 at Built.com, and you'll get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. One thing we all can agree on when it comes to Rymel Tapia is that he is a cool guy. He brings a great energy. He brings a great presence to the Rockies and his performance the the highs of the Rymel Tapia performance really made him a, a a good piece for the Rockies but he fell to earth very hard <laughs> I mean kind of plummeted to earth especially coming back after injury and the biggest thing that is the issue with Rymel Tapia's game is his ground ball rate it's just a a it's insane I mean it's just kind of crazy how much uh, Rymel Tapia hits the ball on the ground. Let's go over to Purple Row here. Rymel Tapia has a ground ball problem uh, by Evan Lang. You can find that again. PurpleRow.com. Rymel Tapia has a ground ball problem by Evan Lang. Uh, on the surface, Colorado Rock, we're, we're quoting here, by the way. On the surface, Colorado Rockies left fielder Rymel Tapia had a fairly strong 2021 season. He slashed 273, 227, 372 with six home runs, 50 RBI, and 20 stolen bases. He also posted a career-low 13.1% strikeout rate, one of the lowest in the league, and a career-high 7.5% walk rate. One would assume, then, that all is well and good for the 27-year-old after his third year of starting in the Rockies' outfield. If you look under the hood, you can see one glaring issues in Tapia's game, his ground ball rate. When Tapia puts the ball in play, he puts the ball on the ground a staggering 67.4% of the time. That is a good 11.9% higher than the next man up, which is San Diego's Eric Hosmer at 55.5%. Tapia hasn't always been as severe. Uh, Tapia hasn't always been as severe a ground ball hitter, but his ground ball percentage spiked in a big way when he had his first full season as a starter in 2019. However, 2021 is the high point of the spike. His LD percentage and FB percentage have both plummeted while his ground ball percentage is 11. Uh, yeah, so line drive and fly ball percentage there, obviously, uh, have both plummeted while his ground ball percentage is 11.7% higher than 2020. His ground ball percentage spike also can, coincides with a drop in strikeouts to the career low this, that we saw this season. That's So just in that first paragraph alone, there's so much to already love about Rymel Tapia in his game, especially limiting or lowering the strikeouts and making that strikeout rate lower and increasing the walk rate. He's taking a better approach, but it is just bonkers. I mean, it is crazy how many times Rymel Tapia hits the ball on the ground. And I mean, that's 67.4% over half of the time Rymel Tapia is, is hitting the ball on the ground and 11, almost 12% higher then the next guy up, Eric Hosmer, who locked on Padres host, uh, uh, I'm pretty sure is trying to get him traded or something like that, at Javier Reyes over there. You just can't do that. 
Ground balls are just not as effective ways of, of hitting. And especially because when you watch Rafael Tapia connect with a ball and launch it into the outfield, he's hitting doubles in the gap. Mind you, of his six home runs, two of them came off the biggest and best arms in the league. He took Scherzer deep. Took DeGrom deep, Rymel Tapia <laughs> took Max Scherzer and Jacob DeGrom deep when he put the ball in the air. That's it, He has to do it. And, and for it to just increase and increase and increase, there has to be something up with 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 the string or with with the swing here because it is only increased every uh, it, there was a decrease in 2018 but he played a fraction of the games in, in 2018 when you look at it it has gone i mean that jump from last year in the shortened season to this one is is a is a big one i mean he is the potential for Rymel is is really there it still is there and i think Rymel uh, I, I got a good buddy, uh, Jam Bron, there on Rocky's Twitter. I mean, he, he talks a lot about Rymel being a great fourth outfielder. And I think at the end of the day, that's a, probably a, a good spot for Rymel. And he has the potential to, to break out. And I would be more okay with him being the everyday guy if he stops hitting the ball on the ground. The double play potential that, that increases there. The All these uh, – it, it's, just, it's, just, it's just too much. It's it's you just can't be that you can't lead the league in that category and want to and and expect to win a batting title as as his goal was this this year and I think uh, will will continue to be, but I'm not going to ignore the fact that he lowered the strikeout rate and and increased his walks. Those are important stats, especially for. Uh, Rymel Tapia. He is a a really really big. He is he's much better. When when he uh, can hit the ball and, and takes that discipline approach, and when he was locked in and he was having his great part of the season, that that's when you're seeing Rymel at his best, and that excites me. I, I I like Rymel Tapia a lot. You can go back and listen to other pods in in there uh, from this year, and I talked highly of Rymel Tapia. But this is something you have to address in the off season. You you this is if you're I know you can if you can still bat 273 while doing this, that's a that's a good thing. But it's not going to be sustainable. It's not good enough. And it's not as beneficial as you could be. Because Rymel Tapia and his, you saw his line there, does bring a lot of great value to the club. And is a, he's a great presence. He's super fun to watch. But it's super frustrating to watch him hit it, hit it on the ground time after time after time. Especially when you see when he launches one, when he connects he hits the ball so well. I want him to work on that swing. I want him to get those that that last that series against the Dodgers. That approach that that we saw. Uh, I mean, he he's so effective with speed. That's what's so you know he does. He shoots a ground ball through the gap, and you're not going to eliminate ground balls all the time. That's fine. I just don't want you to be twelve. I just don't want to be twelve percent higher than the next guy up in terms of ground ball percentage. But Rymel Tapia also hits the best ground balls in the league. I mean, I I, I tweeted this before. No one hits more exciting ground balls than Rymel Tapia because he will hit something what looks like a single for most of the league, but if he hits it, you know, maybe soft enough or in the right enough spot, you can tell when he comes out of the box he's going to go for two, and those are some sneaky, fun doubles. Some cool stuff that Rymel Tapia is capable of, and if he can, if he, if he lowers, if he can keep his offense, his success that he's seen on offense with that line and those numbers and keeping the strikeouts down and the walks up while also decreasing his ground ball rate, Rymel Tapia is going to be a good, good player. Really, really great potential, I think, for Rymel. Um, you know, and he's he's got to prove that. 
He's got. I mean, because there there are people that are going to be able to that are going to try to swing it, and that there's a lot of people in the outfield. <laughs> the Rockies definitely have outfielders in the in the lower levels. So Rymel Tapia, it's got to be a must that that he improves on that ground ball percentage. Go 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 check out the table. Go dive more deep uh, there with Purple Row. Evan Lang, Rymel Tapia has a ground ball problem. You can go read more. Uh, they do obviously. Purple Row is great. They have done. Uh, they cover the Rockies incredibly well. So go check out Evan's piece over there on uh, Rymel Tapia and his ground ball rate. Folks, thanks again for making Locked On Rockies your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Got to tell you about another one of our great sponsors, and it's Bet Online. They are back and better than ever, and they are the number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season, as always. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, Bet Online continues to be the number one source. For everything football, head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use our promo code Locked On to receive that bonus. That bonus bonus. Remember, Locked On to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit at Bet Online. From baseball, football, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet Online where the game starts all right guys and gals and nine non-binary pals we are going to dive into this really cool stuff that locked on network is doing we are getting the inside look from our locked on insiders here we got gordon we got kim let's check it out let's dive in and uh let's talk a little bit about the giants dodgers What's going on, everybody? This is Kim Becker with a Locked On Now Insider Report. The MLB Divisional Series are getting started. And here to break them all down for us is our MLB Insider, Gordon Beckham. Gordon, how you doing? I'm good, Kim. How are you? Good, good. We're going to talk about the last wild card game that brought us to this scenario, the Dodgers with a dramatic ending over the Cardinals. How do you think that momentum is going to carry on for their new series against the Giants? Yeah, I mean, what a, what an ending to the game that we just uh, saw, and uh, it's it's pretty amazing to to watch the Dodgers do what they do. I mean, every year they're just pumping out wins, right? I mean, that was that was an electric electric game um, in Dodger Stadium, and now they got to go up to the Bay to face the team that basically made them uh, have to do that playing game in the in the Giants. And it, it, I just looked at the schedules uh, when they were finishing the season. You had the Dodgers eighteen and three. You had the Giants twenty two and and five to end the season. I mean, it's just stupid. Like some of the some of the numbers here, are unbelievable. I mean, for the Giants to hold off the Dodgers, um, it really shows you kind of what they're all about. But it is going to be an awesome series. I think everybody kind of wanted to see it, and uh, and we got it. Well, let's talk about some other stupid numbers. The Giants with such a historic season, one hundred and seven wins. What do you think the biggest factor to their success was this season? I, I think it, it, they've got a great mix, right? They've got a good good mix of young guys, old guys. Uh, they kind of came out of nowhere. And generally when teams come out of nowhere, they, they, they start off really hot and then they kind of fizzle out. And the Giants never did. I almost kind of expect, expected it because they're just a, a team that wasn't expected to be this good. But I think it's, it's veteran leadership. And when you have Buster Posey behind the plate – um, it, it adds a certain element to a lineup. I mean, he's been there. He's done that. He's won three World Series. Um, you've got Longoria at third base. You've got some guys sprinkled in all over. Bryant's a big trade to come over, although he hasn't played great. There's just uh, – the offense is good. You've got guys like Lamont Wade Jr. stepping up, doing some things that 
Um, nobody expected them to do. Um, so, and then you've got their pitching, which is fantastic. They've done everything they need to do to get their team to where they want to go. And, um, it's, it's going to be a special series. I'm excited. Well, sometimes when the expectations are lower, that's when these guys flourish. I mean, I think we can say that kind of across any sport, but it's always fun to kind of see that happen. So the underdog story, which yeah, they're not really underdogs this year. They're, they're not. They're not. They're very good. <laughs> 107. Not right. well, 107 wins. People don't understand how hard that is. I mean, it, it's just it, – and the fact that they had to beat a team that had 106, uh, that's pretty special. Just nuts. And another statistic that's nuts, they were the team to have – the most home runs in the National League while also giving up the fewest. I mean, how do you even begin to attack this team in this series? Yeah, I, I think that if there's a team to do it, it's the team that won 106 yeah. games. I mean, you know, what, what I see from the Giants is just the fact that they just show up every day and they play and they're the same team and they have fun doing it. Um, I, I really think that I'll, I'll get back to it. I think Buster Posey's a big reason for it. Um, he's a veteran presence. He's been around. He's done it. He's got other guys sprinkled in that have done it. But the Dodgers are no slouch. I mean, the Dodgers are – they have all the big names. I mean, you kind of have little – like, in a way, the people that have all the big names, you got, you know, Goliath over there and the Dodgers, and then you got little David over here just racking up wins, and everybody thinks they're going to fade, and they never do. And so I think that the part of the trial by fire that they went through is going to have them fully prepared for this series. Um, so um, I <laughs> – I, I honestly, I, I think that any baseball fan, if they're a serious baseball fan, will, will want to tune into these games. Yeah, no kidding. Well, I, I got to hear this one then. What's your prediction for this series? I've gone back and forth like 15 Ooh. times in my head when I've been thinking about this. Um, I'm going to go with my good friend Buster Posey and the Giants. I think it's going to take five games, um, but I think that they're going to eke out a, eat a, eke out a uh, series victory against the Dodgers. All right. Well, this one's definitely going to be fun. I hope that you and I can continue to chat about it as it goes on, because I'm sure you're going to have a lot more to tell us. And I'm very excited about it. Can't wait, Kim. All right. Thanks so much. And for everybody listening, make sure that you stay tuned to your local Locked On podcast for more insider analysis and local experts. Locked On, your team every day. Kim, Gordon, thank you so much for, for the great insight there. We're going to be hearing more from them all throughout the postseason, checking in there. Uh, the main great points, I, I really wanted to, and I emphasize this too, Gordon's point about the Giants being, getting hot and a lot of people expecting them to fall off. That, that goes back to what we were talking about at the top of the show, the gold standard. That shows that there's something going on there, but the way that's run, that group, those coaching staff, there's something in there that makes those people silence the doubters, see what they're successful at, and maintain it throughout the year. Will it happen next year? It probably can't. I mean, no two seasons are ever the same, but they were able to take a what started at the beginning of the season as a season of doubt from a lot of people and turn it into a historic season. And and again, like I said, they made the moves, they made the trades, and, and they made the opportunities. I think this is going to be an incredible, credible series, honestly, of really good baseball, two of the best uh, going at it, uh, and it should be a slugfest. And, and I mean, the Dodgers are, are, are still a threat just makes me jealous. <laughs> At the end of the day, I uh, I I am uh, I'm jealous of them. But I think we talked a good chunk about my thoughts on this series. And, and everything at the top of the show. So, like I said, the Rockies have such a, a – they need to learn from their competition. They need to learn from their division rivals, and they need to figure out how they can become that gold standard, how they can get to where these players – or where these teams are at 
And at the end of the day, how they're going to compete with them because the the Rockies were good against the Diamondbacks and the and the and the Padres this year. They were awful against these two playoff teams. It's something you have to remember and it's something you have to consider. Folks, thank you so much for another great week of Locked on Rockies here and for joining us. We'll be talking Rockies all throughout the offseason right here on Locked on Rockies. And thank you for making Locked on Rockies your first listen every day. Uh, the weekend's on the way, so we'll be back on Monday looking at, uh, we're going to probably start some player rankings next week, maybe try to see if we can get some interviews with some people as well from, uh, you know, Rockies Beats or, or, or things like that, see if we can't talk to some some Rockies folks and continue to kind of break down the season and uh, get ready for this transitional fun period that we got coming up. Make your second listen, Locked On MLB. Paul Francis Sullivan, priest call him Sully, brings you his unique perspective on the major leagues past and present. It's free and available on all platforms, just like this podcast and the other great Locked On podcasts of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. That includes the Broncos, the Avalanche, and the Nuggets, if you want to stay up to date on Colorado sports. All right, folks, until next time, this is Paul Holden saying, have a wonderful weekend from the Locked On Rockies podcast.